Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Pre-Shed. Um, sorry for the couple days off. I wanted to give a big shout-out to Laurel and everybody in Toronto who's listening. Uh, Laurel left me an awesome message, and uh, I wanted to apologize and say sorry for taking off, man. I didn't know it meant that much to you guys. Um, but thank you, man. It really means a lot to me. You know, uh, sometimes uh, when you're, like, producing content, you get kind of uh, like a block. You know, like, is it good? Is it make sense? Is it something that people want to hear about? And I, I got to a point where I got kind of negative um, about the whole situation, and um, I didn't want to spread that out to you guys. You know, you, you guys deal with enough negativity on your own, either from a work environment or the customers or the managers or just life in general, and um, I didn't want to um, put any more out there that, that you're already dealing with. So I'm back. All right. So let's talk about a couple of... Uh, of important uh, topics and, you know, see if we can uh, help you guys out and make some, make some headway on some things. Uh, so let's, let's talk about attitude. It's something I kind of harp on a lot because it really is the most important part of your, um, let's say, your, your skill set, right? There's, uh, I believe that, you know, doing a job, let's say serving, for example, since you guys know what that is, is not one skill set. It is like 10 to 15 like small skills that you combine together to be a good server, right? And um, that's better with any job. You know, whatever you're a computer and you do IT or you're a manager or you're an engineer or you're a truck driver, it's a bunch of like small skills that you combine together to do a specific task. And it's really um, easy to overlook the ones that are simple. Um, I, I've learned this from training and being trained and, you know, teaching and learning and all this my, my path and, and life has taken me, is that the simplest things are usually the most effective, but it's the ones we want to do least. Because for whatever reason, human beings do not think that simple things work. I don't know why that is. I don't have an answer to that. If I did, I would be like Tony Robbins right now making, you know, billions of dollars training people if I could figure out that answer. And, um, you know, I, I've learned that when you're training, if you if you guys are training, you have to make things simple enough for people to understand, but complicated enough to where people think, think it'll work. Right? So if I tell you, just go out and have a good attitude and things will change for you, you're not going to believe that. Because there are so many instances where, let's say, you had a good accident, a good attitude, just by byproduct of having a good day and things going well for you, and then things went bad. So you know in your mind, like you search your computer in your mind, that that's not true, that that's not the only thing that matters. So when you hear something simple like just have a good attitude, smile, be happy, and everything will work out fine, you know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. We all know that's a lie. But it is the foundation of everything else you're going to do. That is the truth. You can do, you know, great work with a shitty attitude, and it's not going to be your best. You can do shitty work with a great attitude, and people will think you're a rock star. It's just weird how it works that way. So let's talk about the attitude a little bit. 
um, it is really easy to let things creep in. You know, a thing of your mind is like a garden, right? And if you are not pulling weeds every day, after a week, what happens to your garden? It's full of weeds, right? And now, now the thought of having to go and pull all those weeds, spending two to three hours pulling all those weeds, is just like, ugh, I have no desire to do any of this. So you just give up on it. And you just let the weeds take over the garden. And that's the kind of same thing it is with your attitude and your approach, is that it's not that you have a bad attitude or bad disposition. It's just that every day you're not pulling three or four weeds. You're you're letting them grow because you don't feel like dealing with it because you're tired or you're upset or um, whatever. And by the time you decide to do something about it, it's such a big project that you just give up on it. That's it. So... It's really hard for us, and I'm not going to lie, because I believe that, you know, some people that, to be good at this job, you kind of have to split your personality or, you know, compartmentalize it, and, you know, especially your emotions and your feelings and whatnot, because, you know, when you get to work, you got to you got to let everything go. You literally have to, like, wipe the slate clean and start fresh at work to have a good attitude there, because there's so many external factors that can happen to... And if your cup is full from home and you go to work and you don't get the section you want or you get a bad customer or you get stiff, your cup overfills and you blow up. And that doesn't serve you in any way. So I got to that point, um, you know, I just, I I didn't think anything was going well. I was just getting down about myself and and mostly, and and this is where it was coming from, and I'll I'll just open up to you guys, is it was the feeling of I'm not using all of those little skills that I was talking about to the best benefit of my family and to mankind. I'm not not conserving at all. I think it's a great job. I think it, it serves a great function. But if you want more, you know, if you want to contribute more to uh, the people around you and to, let's say, humanity as a whole, then you're not in one of those jobs where it can be a career for you, where you're making you know, high five, low six figures, and you got full benefits and all that stuff, um, it wears on you because you know you're intelligent. You know that you can figure things out. You know that you want to give more, but it's hard to see how much you're giving people by waiting tables. And, you know, one of the ways I overcome that just at work is just understanding that looking at it from the, my guest point of view and saying, like, wow, man, like, you know, these people have an hour to sit down with me, and I don't know when they're going to have this other hour again. You know, the, the mom and dad, everybody's working more than they ever have. Kids are on their phones and tablets all the time. Uh, you know, they're at school, and, and everybody's just really busy, so at least there's this one hour where they have a chance to connect. Now, is it solving world hunger? Is it solving poverty? Is it, you know, stopping, you know, sex trafficking? No, it's not. But is it giving family a time to connect when they've had no time to connect in the last couple of weeks? Yes. And, you know, that is an important thing. So when you start losing perspective of what you're doing, it it really affects your attitude and your ability um, to do the job well. 
because if, you know your attitude, I think, it will carry you when things get tough. It will carry you when you don't feel like, you know, going that extra, just doing that extra table touch. It'll carry you when you don't feel like doing that extra refill or going in to get that, making that extra trip to get the sauce that they want because they have it in the storage instead of in the kitchen for whatever reason. <coughs> Pardon me. It'll carry you when, you know, the ticket times are running long and, you know, you just want to hide from your customers because they're giving you funny looks and you feel bad instead of going up and engaging them and approaching them. That's where that difference comes in, in the attitude. That's not, you know, you can be great at, at filling drinks and, you know, managing time and all that stuff. But if your attitude is not in the right spot to go do these things, you won't do them because you'll be too tired. You'll see opportunities for to provide service to get a couple extra dollars, you know, an extra couple percent on your tip out, and you'll see them as uh, futile. You'll see them as meaningless, that it doesn't matter because they're just going to tip you or they're going to tip you anyway, and nobody cares and whatever, and who gives a shit? You just clocked in and, and wanted to go home anyway. And I see it a lot. It, it's It's very frustrating. Especially when you're trying to be positive and everyone around you is negative, you know, it's it's hard to be the outlier. <laughs> it's hard to stand up to a group of people and your peers, um, you know, for anyone. So let's talk about kind of like strategies, like specific things you can do to um, keep your attitude good before you get to work. Like, you know, get high. I don't mean like that, like smoking weed or anything, even though people do do that. Uh, and keeping it there at work. So what I've been doing lately, and this is what works for me, is I've been um, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a lot. I try and do it. Every day I work, I at least try and go to class because I get a small victory in the morning. I get a small sense of accomplishment that no matter what else happens, I got my workout in. You know, and it's something I really enjoy um, anyway, and it helps me, you know, it helps me uh, work out and relieve frustration and kind of clear the slate for the rest of my day. So you don't have to do that. I would recommend that you do it. It's amazing. It'll change your life. <clears throat> but some form of physical activity. Go for a walk and just appreciate, you know, your neighborhood. Go for a bike ride, uh, you know, go for a swim, whatever it is, <clears throat> just to get that small victory in the morning. Because there really will set you on the path of having a good attitude the next day. I don't know all the scientific stuff about it, but I do know that it helps for men produce testosterone and other, uh, you know, serotonin and other benefits that help you feel better chemically as well as physically. Uh, the other thing I've been doing lately is uh, sleeping more. I, um, I heard this podcast, uh, it's Joe Rogan podcast, and it was the one with Matthew Walker. He's a, a sleep neuroscientist from Berkeley. And he gave a two-hour speech on the benefits of sleep. Like, it's literally the best drug in the world. And, you know, talked about all the benefits of not getting sleep. So especially when you have to, like, you know, close and open, you know, you're pretty much dead the whole day. You know, you go out and drink all night and you get two hours of sleep and go to work, you're done for the day. Like, you're not anywhere near optimal capacity. So I've been getting at least seven hours of sleep a night. And that, that seemed to help regulate my mood and, and keep me balanced. And then the other thing I've been doing is just going out and getting some sun. Uh, just going out there in the kid, with the kids, and we got the, it's hot as hell in Florida right now, 
So we've been getting the sprinkler out, you know, a little cheap sprinkler from Walmart or the hardware store or whatever, and just playing in the water outside for 15 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever. And um, being in the sun, I don't, again, I don't know the exact science on it, but it activates like 500, um, let's say, switches in your DNA, turns them on um, to like activate your, your body to its full potential. Again, I don't know the exact science on that, but it's something to that effect. So I've been taking care of myself physically um, to help myself mentally. Also, too, I've been eating more, I wouldn't say like a paleo, keto diet, not really on purpose, um, but just because it helps me feel better. I notice when I eat like fresh meat, like really good uh, cuts of steak or chicken um, with fresh vegetables, that my mind and my body feel great. Um, when I, you know, sometimes when I cheat and I eat chicken tenders and fries, honestly, like literally I feel like shit for the next hour. And it makes sense because, you know, if you put the right kind of gas in your car, it runs fine, right? If you try and put some, something that your car doesn't want, if you try to put diesel in your car, it's going to run like shit. And actually it'll, it'll break your car. But anyway, um, and it's the same thing with food. Again, these are all really simple things that you can do, but no one thinks they work because they're so simple, right? And it's, ah, man, if I could find a way to just communicate that in a way that makes sense. The simple things have the biggest impact on, on everything and anything you do. I mean, think about it for serving. <clears throat> if you can greet your table with a smile, bring the drinks on time, put the order in right, and... You know, make sure their drinks, if you can make sure that their drinks never go empty and their food comes out hot, you, you, you've won 90% of the game. <clears throat> I mean, that's really at a base level what people want. Everything else is extra. But, you know, again, people think it's too simple. It doesn't work. And it, it's such a fallacy, and I don't know how to get people to overcome it, but except by just doing it and seeing that it works. Um, so that's one the couple of things I've been doing as far as physical goes. Um, mentally, so mentally, I've been um, I, I've been listening to this book called um, "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor E. Frankl, and this gentleman had the um, and I, and, I, and you're going to laugh when I say this, or not laugh, but like maybe like, oh my God, how can you say that? He had he was fortunate enough to be a psychologist before World War II. And before he got sent to a concentration camp. So he went through this experience of being in the worst conditions imaginable as a human being, as a psychologist. So he <clears throat> studied human behavior in the worst conditions imaginable. And, um, you know, talked about how they found reasons to laugh in a concentration camp. They found small reasons to be happy in a concentration camp, they found meaning for their life, spiritually, emotionally, in a concentration camp, okay, so I've listened to this book twice on audiobook, and when you hear a story like that, it becomes really hard to complain and to be upset about your life, I mean, think about it, like, this guy was almost, a, you know, never know if he's going to be gassed. 
His entire family was gassed except his sister. And he still found a reason to be happy. Right? He still found a reason to find some kind of laughter and enjoyment through his life in the, in the few years that he spent in this concentration camp. So when you, when you hear stuff like that and you really understand the principles behind it, there's no excuse for any of our attitudes or our dispositions or our perspectives to be negative. I mean, dude, we're just, we're bitching because, you know, oh my God, I have to work at 615 in this crappy section and, um, you know, I'm probably going to get cut early and extra, you know, I need to make money for my bills and blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, I didn't get the schedule I wanted next week and, you know, all this whatever shit. And, you know, we let it consume ourselves. It's just when you, but when you read stuff like that, you're just like, man, I, I, I've got it wrong, man. I definitely have it wrong. I don't, I don't have a, a good hold on this. So I've been feeding my mind um, stories of people who have been overcome just, just terrible things, and still found a way to be happy about it because it gives you perspective on your own situation. So I'm mean, kind of taking this dual approach to this attitude thing, and it's not. Uh, the one thing that he said in the book, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly to quote it, um, but the, what, he, what he was saying was that happiness and this like positive disposition and outlook on things is not a, um, oh, what's it called? What am I looking for? It's not the, it's not the agent itself. It's a symptom, right? So when you're like, think about it this way. When you're coughing and sneezing, um, those aren't like those aren't the reason why you're sick. Those are just symptoms of you being sick, right? So we take cough medicine and Nyquil and whatever other stuff um, to get rid of those symptoms, but it doesn't cure the underlying cause. You're still sick even though you're not showing any symptoms. So if you look at it like say a positive um, way, that being happy is a result of your character. And your overall outlook on life, not just saying, okay, be happy, and then you're just happy. I know I'm not saying that in the best way possible. Um, I know I'm not saying that in the best way possible, but um, you get what I'm saying. Happiness is a result. There you go. Happiness is the result of, you know, being in a good disposition and having a good outlook and, and choosing to be positive in situations instead of being negative, then your happiness will come, not the other way around. There we go. That's probably the best way to say it. Um, so, you know, I've just been really applying those simple principles to, you know, my life and my attitude about things. And, you know, I've seen a, a lot of improvement. You know, not everything is can be measured let's say, in a, in a number, as far as, like, I, I can't tell you that I'm making, you know, $20 more a shift than I was before I started doing this. I can't tell you that, um, you know, I've had 0.3 less fights with my wife per week since I've been doing this. I, I, I can't do that. But what I can tell you is that overall, on the, on the big picture, I've been less upset. I've been less irritable. I've been looking um, at everything as a learning experience. I didn't tell you guys this part. I forgot. So about a week ago, I'm training, um, working out, 
and I'm wrestling with this guy um, as part of my training, and I broke my nose. Uh, his knee or his foot uh, hit me right in the face really hard, and my nose just started gushing blood everywhere. I mean, dude, it looked like a scene from Dexter. And, um, you know, I could have been upset at the guy and, and, and pissed and, you know, oh, look what you did to me, da, da, da. But instead, <clears throat> I, tried, I turned it around. I said, okay, what, what can I learn from this? Okay, my, my position was wrong. If I would have been in the right position, <clears throat> this wouldn't have happened to me. Okay, so now that I'm nursing this injury, I have to train in a different way that's more um, cautious and deliberate to prevent myself from getting injured again. And I noticed that my overall um, abilities have gone up because I'm not rushing things now. You know, I'm slowing down to see, um, you know, the game a little bit better. And I think, you know, that has translated to my my rest of my life is just to slow down and not force it so much and try and be in the right position. So um, I'm heading into my shift right now. I got a late start tonight, so <clears throat> we'll see what happens. It's kind of rainy and whatnot, so I don't know what that's going to look like for as far as money goes, but, you know, we'll go make the best of it. We'll learn, and we'll try and help people out. So anyway, sorry for the delay. Sorry for the wait, and um, I hope you guys are up there killing it. I hope you guys are doing wonderful things. Don't let anyone steal your shine. Go out there and make some fucking money. Be happy. And uh, look for opportunities instead of <clears throat> instead of saying it's meaningless. Find some meaning in it. You know, even if it's for just for yourself. All right. Later, guys.